It is Coffee with Humans with my new friend, Avender. Welcome to Coffee with Humans. Thank you. Man. I I finished my coffee already, but I'll... <laughs> it's a, it's it was a, a very small cup, so... It's a very... That's a little espresso cup? Yeah. I got an espresso machine for my birthday. Really? From my wife, so now I drink way too much espresso, but it's lovely. I had espresso yesterday. Um, I, I use a mocha pot, Italian mocha yeah. pot, um, and which the size I have makes three, technically three espresso cups. And yeah. I had that, and then um, I had a I had a breakfast to go to um, with an associate, and then I just like cranked down regular coffee, and I was disturbingly wired after that (laughs) i think my caffeine receptors are broken now i just fall asleep if i drink too much coffee unless i do it in the afternoon uh, in which case uh, just sniffing coffee will make me not sleep right i learned that lesson a long time ago like watch out because there is a magical line and for me it's somewhere around noon one o'clock and if I have coffee after that, I don't know what it is, but it's like it lasts like ten hours. This was probably a mistake because it's now six o'clock, mm-hmm. and I won't sleep tonight. So six p.m. Doing some math yeah. here, you're six hours ahead of me in Central Time U.S., uh, which Sounds puts you right. on uh, puts you on uh, GMT Greenwich Mean Time, or yeah, that, that's right, yeah. So and we don't do daylight savings or anything. So I'm always GMT. That's just my oh uh, God bless you. We should not be doing daylight savings time either. I don't. It's a broken record. Every year we're like, oh no, it yeah. skips. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I I lived in London for a year and experienced that weird thing of changing the clock and it was just too much for my head to like what am i am i gaining an hour I'm a li- I, I don't understand it's odd because here in the states we've uh just just to the east of of where i'm at there's uh you know the, there's the line and you should be going an hour ahead but there's this tiny little pocket like in the middle of this area that refuses to change the time and so yeah. you could drive like literally cross this street go to this other one and then all of a sudden like there's, there's no, there's like no chime change, and then all of a sudden you're back. I, I, like what is going? Ha- I, what what's happening here? Right. I love looking at maps and how humans have created these weird lines on maps. You know, you look at borders. Uh, there's this great. I don't know if it's a myth or something. I've never seen this, and it's probably not real. But uh, somebody told me once that somewhere in Africa. I think it's in Africa rather than Asia. There's a border that goes like this because somebody had a glass of bourbon on the uh, and just sort of drew the line around it. Um, and so, you know, so they all, they, these old imperialist bastards drew all these maps just willy nilly. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with time zones when it comes to Iceland. If you look at the uh, lines on the map, when where Iceland is on the same, we're in the same time as uh, England, obviously, because Greenwich is in England. Mm-hmm. Except they do daylight savings, so <laughs> for part of the year we're on the same, but a part part of the year we're not. But we're actually a lot further uh, west, so the line, the time zone line, goes like this. Just and Iceland is like in a completely different time zone than it should be, because somebody said, "Now let's let's be on." 
British time because that's where the stock market is or something. I don't know. I don't know. So how what's uh, what's Iceland up to these days? I've never actually been there. I think that our intro said that you know it'd be great to yeah. have this chat in Iceland, but yeah, in a hot spring, which and the picture was the Blue Lagoon, which is not a hot spring. Damn it! It's a it's a it's a chemical waste. It's a puddle of chemical waste. Is what it is. I'm not <laughs> even kidding. That's what it is. It's uh yeah. It's uh it's the the water is uh. Uh, a byproduct from a silicon plant next door. <laughs> so that's what people are bathing in, in this really expensive. No Icelander ever goes there because it's way too expensive now. When I was a kid, you could go there for like, you know, $5 and you just go in there and sit and, and enjoy it. And they, they had this little shack where you change and shower and that was it. Um, now it's like, I don't know, $100, $150, something like that um and it's this fancy spa experience and uh and they moved it actually from since i was a kid it was it was a different spot and then they said no let's move it over there so it's not a natural hot spring at all it's just a man-made chemical oh, thing my gosh is it safe uh, but apparently it's uh, yeah apparently it's very good for you it's silicon it's it's good for the skin and stuff okay so yeah yeah um it used to be mostly the people who went there were people that suffered from psoriasis and eczema and stuff. Oh. They would go there because it had healing properties for the skin. Well, and if it's silicon, it's like naturally abrasive properties as well, I would assume. Yeah, there was this mud, uh, like this white mud that people would smear all over their faces and stuff. Like that came right from the from, plant? From the yeah, just, yeah, you just scoop it up from the bottom and smear it. Now you buy it in jars for like hundreds of dollars. Uh, but what are we up to? Uh, well, we're uh, uh, doing pretty well COVID-wise now. Yeah. We've It's been up and down, but now I'm very lucky. I'm, I work in theater, and we now I'm actually uh, performing again. I think we're one of the few theaters in the world that is actually open right now, which is great. We can, uh, I'm on the, in the big auditorium. We moved from the small auditorium to the big one and we can have up to 200 people for uh, 100 adults and 100 children. Uh, it's a children's show. So, wow. But it's a 500 person auditorium. So it's a bit sparse, but it's lovely to be able to perform in front of uh, humans. Yeah. Um, uh, so that's that's that the uh, they've uh, they're cracking down on the border now. So we are not mm. uh, there. Uh, I forget exactly what they're doing, but uh, everybody has to be screened for COVID before they can enter the country. And if they refuse to be screened, they have to go to a mandatory quarantine for two weeks or something. So, oh, wow. Which is uh, good. I suppose. So, yeah, so we're we're slowly uh eking our way out of the whole mess uh but you know things have been tough i i own a small tourism business which is not doing great um <laughs> is that an understatement been, yeah well i mean we're lucky in that we're tiny so we can sort of afford to just wait hmm. uh we don't have any employees uh or anything like that so we're we're fortunate um yeah. but yeah no we've been close for nine months mm -hmm. that's that's it what is it uh, what it's but, been like trying to reinvent during that time or are you just kind of eking out your time 
Uh, I've, uh, I've been fortunate in, uh, personally in that I've, uh, I do subtitling work and that sort of went up to begin with, uh, it's been going down again now, but you know, when, uh, like last summer, uh, it was very busy because they just, you know, the, the TV station that I do most of my work for just said, well, let's increase, let's buy a lot of stuff because nobody, nobody's doing anything so they need stuff to watch so so that was good uh but now of course they haven't been producing a lot of tv in the world so uh so that's going down a bit but other stuff is is uh is going up fortunately so i personally i've been very lucky i haven't been able to perform music obviously um i had i had like three gigs all of last year (laughs) um uh which was uh, uh sad but uh i was able to finish an album actually i meant to release that album uh last october but i postponed that because of covid and it's now slated for may um and i'm hoping that i can do a live show or two when that's out who knows knock on wood um and so but other than that i didn't really do a lot of streaming stuff which most of my colleagues did. I, I've, I'd been experimenting with streaming a lot before that. Uh, for for a couple of years, I'd been sort of trying out um, doing streaming, doing online busking, as they call it. There's a great site called um, Street Jelly, which is uh, they call it online busking, and I, I did that a little bit a while ago, and. You know, I tried my hand at Twitch and other platforms. And then when COVID hit, I just, everybody started doing it. And I said, nah, let's not then. Let's just allow these guys to take care of this stuff. And I'll just work on my uh, things. But other than that, I just, I, I wrote a novel and I went back to school. So, oh wow, you know, uh, just tried to, uh, yeah, like you said, reinvent. That's that's the yeah. thing. Um. And uh, yeah, I've been working on my working on my website and trying to improve my marketing as a, an artist, and uh, restarted my podcast, which had been dormant for a while. So you just uh, tried to um, try to uh, uh, figure out new things. You know? Yeah, learn to... new skills, that sort of stuff. Yeah, try and move the ball. You know, like one. Uh, I don't know, one yard down the field type of thing, I guess. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you're, so you're a musician, uh, I hear what kind of, what kind of music and how long you've been doing it? What do you, what do you play even? Uh, uh I, I play, I play a harp. Oh, snap. No. Wow. Uh, <laughs> no, that's not, I, that's not, well, I mean, that's I a, that's that, a, but, uh, uh, that's a, what is it? an auto harp. An auto harp. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Thank you. I actually, I, I've, I've had this for a while. Uh, I just took it home. It's, I, I'm using it in the show that I'm in. Okay. And it was very off key and it take, can you hear that? Yeah. Anyway. Oh, and you have um, it mic'd up too. It looks like. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's mm-hmm. I've, I've been using it for the, um, for the show I'm in for oh, the man. theater. It's awesome. Show. And it was off key and I had to tune it. So I brought it home because it's, it takes like an hour <laughs> to tune that. <laughs> Um, but no, I, I mostly play guitar, uh, and, uh, and a little bit of piano. 
and but you know, I'm a I'm a singer songwriter. I do folk, uh, country, alt country type stuff. Americana uh, is the best shorthand for it, I guess. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I, my uh, I, I get I get compared to Tom Waits and Neil Young a lot. Uh, I mean, Tom Waits was my when I started writing this kind of music. Tom Waits was my main influence, and then I grown from there i think so um so that's sort of uh a little bit rough around the edges folk rock americana type stuff okay interesting folk rock americana from iceland mm-hmm. yeah you know it's uh folk is universal right that's uh i don't know <laughs> <laughs> I'm an I'm an artist, but I like uh, I'm a musician, but I don't. Oh, there's a question. Yeah, you can find my original music. There's a link. It's uh, one bad day dot rocks. That's where there's a free EP there. I've got download. that uh, that one bad day dot rocks. I was yeah. I was trying to look this up. It could uh... is it broken? No, no, no. It's, no, it's not broken at all. It's just uh, clicking some buttons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For our listener, one bad day dot rocks, and then Artemis.net is his podcast. Yeah. Oops, I lost you. Hang on. Oh, there you go. I was just checking that to make sure it works. <laughs> Ooh, curl up by the fire and relax with this Icelandic singer songwriter makes you laugh, cry, and quite possibly fall in love. Oh, what? See, it's marketing. That is <laughs> <that's> marketing. <laughs> I want to fall in love. Yes, <laughs> don't we all? This is good. <laughs> well, yeah, thank you. How long have you been doing this whole uh, pod podcast slash music thing? It seems like the two are kind of together in some ways. Um, well, in some ways, yes. Uh, the The podcast was kind of a way for me. Uh, I, I mean, first of all, I've been doing the music thing for uh, twenty years. Um, I guess something like that. Um, and it, it took me, it's been a long journey and a hard one and it's taken me a while. I've gone through a lot of anxiety and depression and, uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, just, it's, it's taken me a while to get to the place where I'm confident as an artist and you know it it took me about 10 years to get my first solo album recorded and released just because of you know lack of self-esteem and lack mm-hmm. of confidence and all of that stuff and uh by the time i finally got that out i didn't really know the first thing about how to get myself out there as an artist so i've been i've spent the last couple of years really trying to work on that and now i'm actually uh you know like i said i went back to school i'm now studying marketing uh getting a master's degree in marketing um because like a lot of artists i had kind of a negative view of marketing even though i've done a lot of it i just didn't realize that's what i was doing um so i this podcast i started actually a couple of years ago and then it, it sort of was dormant and then i brought it back um and that's kind of a way for me to learn more about uh business and marketing for artists and also there are certain things that i know so i started this podcast as a way to uh connect with other 
creative entrepreneurs, if you will, sort of not necessarily artists, but mostly artists that are, you know, sort of self-employed artists or professional or semi-professional uh, or just creative uh, uh, business people in general to to learn from each other. So I bring on people that I believe that I can learn from and I interview them and I try to pick their brains about, you know, if there's something that I don't really know about, like networking or social media or stuff that it's not my strong suit. I try to 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 gain insights and and learn and hopefully uh, listeners learn as well. So yes, they are kind of interconnected because these are I, I a lot of the things that I've sort of discussed on there and, and gotten people to teach me about, I have been able to to use to get my own art out there. So the the process of putting the podcast out there and discussing things online and in combination with it seems like it is in combination with your uh, your learning process of becoming more um, confident and open to expressing yourself and all these things yeah. that you learn you're just kind of paying it forward but you're you're uh, you're utilizing them as well it's like a learning process slash a growth process slash uh, an education process for others. That's the idea, yeah, and hopefully okay. that's that's what what comes through as well, yeah. That that's uh, I'm I'm very passionate about, it. and I've al I've always been like my main drive. I think has always been to learn more. I think you, mm -hmm. that's, um, I don't know if, if it's gonna sound too uh, superlative, but that's like the meaning of life. You know, that's what makes life interesting you know that's mm -hmm. i mean because otherwise if you're not learning new things and you're not uh growing as a person then you know i mean you're either going forward or backward right you, there's no standing still right and uh because so every, i, I because always the world feel... keeps moving on and if we're not moving yeah, on exactly. with it then we're by definition then we're going backwards yeah yeah so i always feel like uh you know and, and i've always been you know now i'm uh, getting my third university degree uh which is that's a that's intense man about <laughs> yes but you know that's uh the, i mean over a long period of time mm -hmm. like over a 20 year period not it's not like i've been doing them back to back uh but you know that's a good thing about uh, uh living in a nordic country where education is free you know you can do that sort of stuff but i've always been um uh, learning you know i i do a lot of online courses and uh and in between i've done you know i've done offline courses as well you know and uh, you know, I did a songwriting course at one point and, uh, you know, uh, where, where I actually also learned recording techniques. And now I actually have a lot of skills and that's mm -hmm. so it's all sort of come together to, to, to bring me to where I am. So I think, you know, learning is, is, uh, what, uh, what it's all about. And, and I just, uh, you know, that's sort of what I try to do in that, in that podcast as well is learn, it's just a learning process for me, you know, yeah, it's a very selfish thing. Right. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I've, yeah. I've been having this discussion, sort of an ongoing discussion with a couple of people about this idea of investing in yourself and the, yeah. the importance really of investing in oneself, not only from a, uh, like a hard skills sort of, uh, standpoint, like, you know, you learned recording techniques, but from yeah. a soft skills growth standpoint, uh, uh, to deal with your own to deal with your own self, your hurts, your yeah. hangups, the things that, that hold you back 
from doing the like from doing the thing that you want to do. You want to you're a recording artist. You want to put your recordings out there. But if you have this, you have this gate that you just can't seem yeah. to get out of because it keeps saying you don't belong outside this gate. You're never going to go outside yeah. the gate. You're never going to be able to use the skills that you have and bring them to the world. Yeah, exactly. And that's it's all about uh, getting outside your comfort zone. I think I that's and it's scary and it it's off and and uh, at one point i said i'm gonna say yes to everything i'm just gonna every every time somebody offers me to something an experience or whatever that i have never done before i'm gonna say yes okay and i did that for a while i don't do that anymore because uh, you gotta say no as well i i sort of realized that saying yes to everything is a, a terrible way to live uh, long term, but <laughs> it did it did it, it did uh, offer me some interesting experiences. Yeah. But one of them was actually terrible. I I accepted a a PR job. Um, <laughs> to be fair, in the beginning, it was only meant to be uh, a copywriting job, okay. which I had done. I worked as a, a copywriter at, at an advertising agency years ago. Uh, and I thought that was all, but then they said, you know, we can't really afford to pay you a lot, but we have this extra chunk of money set aside for PR. So if you do both, then we can pay you a little more. And I was like, yes. And that was not good. I was horrible at PR. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, it doesn't always work, but it was, it was nice. And I tried to push myself outside of my comfort zone, uh, as much as I can. And, um, there was, I don't know where this comes from. This is a great quote that I saw somewhere where it, if 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 you're afraid to do something that's probably something you should do and um within reason i guess you know mm -hmm. there are there are things there are things that i'm afraid of that i'm not going to do i'm not i'm not going to go bull riding that's just not a sensible thing for a, a 40 year old man to do <laughs> uh but but uh you know there are things that uh you know i i i like to challenge myself to do things and i think they always in some way they always make you grow you know yeah i the saying i have for myself and i sometimes i'm really good at living this and sometimes i'm really terrible is yeah. fear is the gateway yeah it's just an indicator fear is an indicator that something is outside of our norm and yeah. And what and typically there's a fear of what happens right right after you go out through the gateway. That's the that's the issue for me yeah. at least in in a lot of cases. And and so really it's fear of the unknown which um is what's the I used to tell my kids this um something like oh there's a saying there's a there's a saying uh fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom. That's the that's the saying. So I I would tell them fear of the lord is the beginning of the wisdom but fear of the unknown that's the beginning of psychosis. And <laughs> because, because fear of the unknown could really bind you up and lock you into this place where it's just like, there's yeah. no way out. And it's just, it becomes bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And then finding your own sanity is like finding a needle in a haystack. Um, because yeah. like, okay, great. You know, you want to do something, but you're so afraid of it. You don't do it. And then it's like, and I didn't do it. And then that compound, 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 compound. Instead of just walking through and going, ah, okay, that's what it was. It's yeah. never, it's never quite as bad on the other side as you think it's going to be. There's a great uh, when I went to therapy for because uh, I I had like a, a burnout experience and I had to like 
this massive anxiety and I had to go to therapy and it was a whole mess. Uh, uh, but it was, uh, you know, afterwards it was great. Uh, but <laughs> right. well, because, because I got medication that works and now I feel better. But, um, uh, when I went, he told me a couple of great things. Uh, first of all, when, when you have anxiety and you, you avoid the thing that you're afraid of, it's a self-fulfilling, uh, or you're, you're sort of self-medicating and you're, uh, reinforcing the anxiety. So if you're, if you have a fear of dogs, and every time you see a dog, you cross the street to avoid the dog, then you're making yourself feel better by not getting close to the dog. So your fear of dogs is going to get worse and worse and worse because mm. you're you're uh, you're reinforcing it. You're uh, conditioning yourself to feel better when you avoid dogs uh, by never confronting it. And uh, one of the biggest things that you, when you have panic attacks, which I used to have from anxiety uh what would happen was it, it got to be such a, a nasty feeling physically that i started to what well, the minute i started to feel little like inkling of anxiety it would escalate because i was so afraid of that feeling right so so my therapist said the next time you feel it make an effort to have the worst panic attack you've ever had and I said, all right, okay. challenge accepted. <laughs> and so I, uh, <laughs> so I, uh, the next time it happened, I was like, all right, here it comes. All right. All right. I sat in, in a comfortable chair and said, all right, I'm going to panic the hell out of myself now. And it didn't happen because I wasn't afraid of it anymore. It was now, now in my brain, the panic attack was actually desirable because I was sort of, because we've gone through this. There's nobody has ever died from panic. That's not possible. Anxiety doesn't kill you. It can't unless uh, it's like depression and you lose the or whatever. But you know, it's like physically, you can't just your heart won't explode from anxiety. That's not going to happen. So uh, there's nothing. You know, the worst thing that can happen is uh, like discomfort, and then it goes away. And when I started to think of, all right, so let's just see what happens. This is exciting. Now, this is an experiment. It's an uncharted thing. And I'll make myself like be Mr. Panic Attack. And it, it never, and I have not really had a serious panic attack since, hmm. which was amazing. It seems also that by doing that exercise, it puts you in control. That's exactly what attack. it is. Yeah. And uh, uh, one of the things that uh, has been very helpful going back to where you were saying, you know, the fear of the unknown uh, is to actually go there. I mean, our imagination is very powerful. Mm -hmm. And uh, I often talk about this. I often say that imagination and creativity is what makes us human. That's what separates us from other animals. It's not it's not language. There are other animals that communicate with some forms of language. And it's not uh, logic, I think, because there have been tests that have shown, uh, you know, rats can learn to play hide and seek. And that's there's logic in that. So that's not it. It's I think it's creativity and imagination. That's mm. we can create things that haven't existed before. Right. And I don't think other animals can do that. Right. Exactly. Uh, so and and so we can create scenarios in our head. And that's why we have anxiety, because we create these imaginary scenarios that don't exist and probably never will and 
but th but then somehow we stop at that, and th and that's where we get stuck in these imaginary scenarios, and we we can't get out of them. And uh, one of the things that I was taught by this therapist, he said, well, imagine the worst thing that can possibly happen. And that's where you destroy your fear of the unknown. Because if you just seriously go through, okay, so if, if you know, like uh, if, uh, something that is actually genuinely uh, anxiety inducing, which is money, everybody has anxiety about money at some point, right? I guess, unless you're a uh, uh, Trump or something. Um, <laughs> A Trump, not Donald Trump, probably does all the time, but his kids probably don't. <laughs> anyway, uh, who knows? We're we're. Who, I, I don't know. We don't know. It's, that's a mystery. But <laughs> there are probably people who do. But Different. most most of us, we we have that's that's like a real big stressor in our yeah. lives is money, mm -hmm. and uh, and and that's something that I would have panic attacks over. And then I started doing this exercise, saying, "All right, so what's the worst thing that can happen mm. if I don't have enough money now? Well, I can't pay my bills." All right, so if I can't pay my bills, what's the worst thing that happens? Well, I'll pay the bills that I can pay, and the other ones will, uh, will roll over, I guess, and I'll try to pay them later. And then if I can, what's the worst thing? that can? Well, the worst thing that can happen is I'll go bankrupt. That's, in my reality, that's the absolute... Obviously, I live in a place where that's true. There are people who actually can where it's a life and death situation for me i'm lucky to live in a place that has a decent uh you know welfare system and and sure. you know nobody's nobody's i'm not gonna end up on the street i'm not gonna starve to death my children are not gonna do that the worst thing that can happen is bankruptcy uh which i've actually gone through it was fine uh and uh starting over basically yeah so, you know, taking it step by step through the worst case scenario that I can imagine in my head, nothing actually kills me. Okay. <laughs> and uh, so, so the, so that's the, you know, the, so the fear of the unknown, you can kind of take it away by just saying, well, it's unknown, but I can sort of imagine what would happen. And 99% of cases, that's not, but if, if it is, if the consequences actually are very dangerous, then my anxiety actually did a positive thing for me and I can avoid that now. Right. So, you know. it, so that process of starting over that it sounds yeah. to me like that probably is a, a scary process or scary thought in your head. Um, not really. No, not anymore. I've done, I've gone through it. it. Was. I've done it. It was. Yeah. Right. But then I did it and it was, and it, it was, was totally fine. fine. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, not totally fine. I'm yeah. still, my, my, my credit is not great. And, uh, sure. Yeah, but but you know it's uh, the worst. I can't I can't have a credit card. I I have a prepaid credit card, which is fine. Uh, well, actually, I, I probably do now. It's been a while ago. It should be fine now. It but, seems uh, it seems like a lot of the things that we build up in our minds as necessary or critical or life and death, like you talk about, are really not. They're they are they are um, benefits of living yeah. in an industrialized society in some cases um, it, that, that uh, we can absolutely do without. We just don't, yes. we just uh, are more afraid to tell our neighbor that we're doing without them. <laughs> I, um, yeah. And, and, you know, uh, and that's another thing where maybe, you know, sometimes if you think, could I do without this and it causes you fear, then maybe that's what you need to be without. 
And there's a, I, I'll tell you what happened to me. Hmm. Uh, about five months ago, I was having uh, some issues. I mean, I like a lot of people, I started eating and drinking too much during uh, social distancing period. We didn't really have a lockdown, but we had a lot of social distancing and I would spent, yeah. uh, and I work from home anyway, so it was fine for me, but you know, it was, you know, it was, uh, there was no social interaction really. And yeah, so, you know, a lot of food and drink. And yep. so I, uh, I gained a lot of weight and I couldn't really afford that. And so I said, all right, so I need to do something about this and beer is not doing me any favors. And the thought crossed my mind is maybe I should just, stop drinking and i had a minor anxiety attack and i thought this indicates that alcohol might not be the best presence in my life so i just gave it up yeah and uh and i'm very happy that i did i i feel a lot better now my like physically and mentally i'm doing a lot better than i was because you know for me alcohol was not a a, a great thing it's uh you know i mean it is a a toxin and if you're for, for, there are there are a lot of people that can handle it just fine and but i i'm at least of late i'm not one of them so you know then that was a, a, a i think another example of that sort of little fear being a spark to say all right this is probably the right way to go let's follow the fear yeah follow the fear follow the anxiety the 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 uh, saying comes to my mind, Anti the antidote to anxiety is action. Oh, yeah, that's a great saying. I love that. It's, antidote to anxiety is action, yeah. Because the, and I, these are things that I, you know, I, I know these things to be true, you know, but yeah. uh, li living them, doing them, oh, that's something different, right? Uh, it is. <laughs> and, it's, and it's easy to say at the antidote to anxiety is action, but um if if we dissect that in a, for a moment, it's like it absolutely is. The anxiety is just an energy. It's just an energy buildup, kind of like yeah. a feedback loop, you know, where yeah. the where all of a sudden that energy just feeds on itself, 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 and the bigger it becomes, you know, the more insurmountable it becomes because it's like, what do I do with this energy? I don't know what to do with it, and yeah. the only way to escape that is to do something. You have to move from that present reality into something different, and yep. and that requires action. No, no amount of sitting there will ever take away the will take away the anxiety. You have got to take an action. It's just the question yep. is what is the action? Um, and and I think a lot of times people I know for me sometimes get stuck in those feedback loops, hoping that some external force is going to like jettison me out of the feedback loop. <laughs> And it's probably not, uh, at least not in oh, short yeah. order. It's just going to get worse and worse and worse. And like you talk about, you know, you uh, and I've experienced this too, you know, during COVID, ate too much, drank too much, moved too little. And okay, so I'm, you know, 20 pounds heavier. It's like, all right, well, now I look back on it and I go, there was every opportunity at any point in time to yeah. not do this. You even know you're smart enough. You've been down this road to know that this is not going to lead to any place good, and yet you do it anyhow. Exactly, and the uh, what I find, uh, <laughs> you know, when it comes to that feedback loop, even if you just the tiniest step that you can take will usually snap you out of it. Uh, going back to the money example, you know, when you get got bills coming in and you can't pay them or whatever, and you, uh, you you've got uh, uh, you know 
creditors are threatening you and and all of that stuff. In my experience, just picking up the phone and making a phone call, say, uh, uh, how can we, is there something we can do? It's usually very, very easy. It's the smallest thing you could possibly do. You, you can't pay it, but I can't pay right now. Can we, I don't know, you know, can I pay you 10% now and the rest or whatever? And in my experience, that usually works because they want their money anyway, you know. So it's either I can pay you a little bit or nothing, you know. <laughs> Uh, and you know, but whatever it is, you know, just taking that tiny first step, uh, even if it doesn't solve the problem, uh, it usually snaps me out of the, uh, out of the feedback loop. Yeah. Well, doing nothing doesn't help. So the, yeah. uh, yeah, the, the action really is the only, uh, the that only said, answer. I, I do nothing about a lot of things all the time. Right. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like I'm this uh oh yeah of course I always the minute something comes up I'll like no 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 that's not how it happens at all. The thing I'm doing nothing about is probably the thing I'm most terrified about. That's usually the way it is. Yeah. And uh you know uh but some and sometimes uh just realizing that there's nothing that you can do if if you've checked if you've made you know well that's I've tried and there's nothing to be done. You know then <laughs> All right. Well, right. Check check the box. The move on. Fear is gone. You know. So let um, it, it all sounds simple, right? I mean, we're kind of yeah. making light of these things, even though I think uh, we intuitively know. I certainly know uh, how stuck a person can become in yeah. in these moments. Uh, it, it 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 strikes me as super important that people um have somebody to go to. Have somebody to talk with in those moments because getting yourself out of it is not an option. No, uh, absolutely. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I think just talking to somebody and I th there's so much stigma around these issues about all this mental health uh, stuff, whether we're talking depression, anxiety, or something more serious. Uh, well, I mean, not that that's not, can, that can be extremely serious obviously um and i've uh, unfortunately seen more than my share of uh, friends and acquaintances lose the battle you know mm -hmm. and uh, and that's why it's so important that you know you, you talk to someone if if that's what you're going to I mean, anyway, i've uh been fortunate enough to have been just raised uh in a household where you talk about your problems and there's you know you talk about your feelings and i've I've sought professional help when I've needed it, uh, which can be expensive. That's expensive here too. But, uh, you know, that's, again, it's investing in your, I mean, in your, in your life, you know, it's, it's such a great loss of quality of life when you're, when you're dealing with this stuff on a daily basis. Um, there's a, you know, there, there's a lot of talk about invisible problems like chronic pain. And this is chronic, uh, mental pain uh and so yeah talking to people is is so important i also find that uh habits work very well uh to deal with these things in and, what way uh, in that uh, in, instilling in yourself like tiny habits there's a book called atomic habits that i actually haven't read all of it but i've, I've read uh, parts of it it's a, it's a great book um which is the idea is that 
big changes are very very hard and it's they're almost impossible to pull off i mean mm -hmm. changing your entire lifestyle is something that is just extremely hard to do but changing tiny aspects of your lifestyle is very easy to do and uh, when that come when you when you compile a lot of these small changes that can really change your life and uh, ever since I was a teenager and I first started dealing with uh, depression and stuff like that, I've had little habits that help me to, uh, I don't know how to phrase this, uh, just sort of have a, a slightly lighter outlook on life. They're not, they're, they're sort of like um, just, I guess the, when this was, when I started doing this, uh, I had never heard of mindfulness, but I think it's, mm. it's they're kind of like these little moments of mindfulness. And I just, I've always had the habit of stopping and taking in those little moments where I just feel a tiny little glimpse of happiness. Um, nobody's happy all the time. That's not a thing. But uh, the more you can enjoy the little moments of happiness that you find randomly throughout your day, just like noticing, I don't uh, you're, you, you have a, you, you, uh, in your part of the world, you use a 12 hour clock, but we use the 24 hour clock. And so when, when it's 22, 22, that's just nice. It's just a moment of, it's just a nice thing to look at your, uh, phone or your yeah. clock or whatever. And it's, oh, it's 22, 22. That's nice. Um, you know, when I when I sit down on my couch and I, I put a blanket over my legs and my feet are tired, that moment when uh, when your feet are up for the first 30 seconds or something, you feel that tingling as the blood's sort of uh, redistributing around your legs and, and, and you have a nice blanket on top. You know that feeling? Mm -hmm. It's lovely. It's just the loveliest feeling there is. And just taking the moment, no matter what you're doing, maybe you're in the middle of something boring or awful or something, but just taking that moment to enjoy that little tingle is just wonderful. Uh, same with, you know, you, uh, you've been out in the cold and you go into a warm shower. It's a mm -hmm. similar feeling. You're just, you feel your warmth coming back. Mm -hmm. And uh, just those little things are uh, so important. So that, that's like a habit that I've, cultivated throughout the throughout my life of just making sure that i enjoy so no matter how crappy my day is i'll always have a few of those little moments noticing you know obviously here we have northern lights and you see them all the time we're kind of you but you never really get used to them because they're always amazing yeah uh you know seeing a, a sunset is always magical mm -hmm. and just making sure you don't take those little um nice moments for granted i think is a, a great habit to get into and then there are in in recent years i've gotten into uh trying to instill more of those habits like uh, uh journaling before i go to bed is great for just turning my brain off so i don't lie awake thinking i think that's a uh an aspect of anxiety that a lot of people have and people don't associate it with anxiety but i think it it tends to be a lot of people they they say that they think so much when they're uh, their mind starts racing when they lie down to go to bed. And even if they're exciting thoughts and, oh, I'm so excited to try this and do that and whatever, or the stuff that I'm doing at work. But I think it's it's uh, 
it's always a bad thing because it interferes with your sleep. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a form of anxiety where your brain hasn't completely worked out everything that's happened during the day. And so just sitting down and writing it on a piece of paper kind of gets it out of your head and onto that piece of paper. And you can, you know, then, then I can go to bed and just read a novel and go to sleep. Yeah. All these things I think are, are super important. I read a long time ago, uh, that, uh, we can rewire our brain to either see good things or see bad things because we yeah. tend to see whatever we're looking for. And, and this idea of living, living in just these little moments, uh, goes back to the concept of you, you grow the trees that you water. And so mm -hmm. if you want to grow good trees, water the good trees and dump yep. the bad ones. Uh, and, and, I, and all too often, and I'm totally, uh, you know, let, let me in this mix as well. Like I think every human that we too often get stuck, like look, looking at every bad thing or every challenging thing and letting, and yeah. just watering, 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 watering. And, and like you, like, uh, you know, we talked about before, it's like, it becomes its own thing because we kept on watering it and, yep. and naturally then we, we end up in that, in, in that feedback loop or in a, you know, in a forest of, of challenging things. It's like, wait a second, hold on, relax for yeah. just a moment. None of those were big until you kept watering them. And then, mm -hmm. and then you missed all these, you missed all these great moments of just living along the way. Yeah. And, um, I had to train myself to uh, to allow myself self care hmm. um, to because I've been self employed for so long. And being self employed is great, but it's also terrible because uh, your boss is usually an asshole, and um, because it's so hard to take the time. Your your head is constantly there. You need to. Yeah. Uh, you know, nobody gives you time off. You need to take time off, and um, uh, and in Iceland, people get five weeks per year uh, of vacation time. And for the past fifteen years, I'm lucky if I get one. Hmm. And and if I get that one week, that usually just means I need to work double the week before so I can afford it. Uh, <laughs> and so, uh, you know, and so working six or seven day weeks is uh, pretty common for me. Okay. Uh, even if I'm only working a couple hours on the weekends, it's still not time off, you know, I'm, I'm there and, 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 and my mind is there. And so that's something that I had to just train myself to do. And, uh, you know, so I, I picked, I started playing video games because that's usually you know, need to focus on them. So it kind of takes my mind away from, from other stuff. Uh, whereas if I'm watching a movie or reading a book, my mind can sort of wander. I had this great experience as well. I, I started, for some reason, I have a little bit of a masochistic streak that's been surfacing lately. And I was in a bookstore and I picked up James Joyce's Ulysses. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, and I, I studied literature, and that's one book that I always said I'm never reading that. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not subjecting myself to that. Yeah. And then I was in a bookstore, and I said, "Why not?" And uh, mm -hmm. is the fear, you know, I said I, I've been terrified of this book for 20 years. I'm gonna see what I can do. Uh, and I've been reading it, and it's wonderful. Uh, hmm. But it, but it's tricky. <laughs> um, and 
about a month ago or so, I uh, I had a little bit of a, a like depressive anxiety uh, couple of days, and I just felt terrible. I couldn't focus on anything. I couldn't do anything, and my just my mind was uh, preoccupied with all of these things, and I just felt like crap. And so I just said, I, I'm just going to sit sit down and read. And I picked up Ulysses, and I discovered it's fantastic for mindfulness. Because okay. if you're reading that book, you your your brain has no capacity for anything else. It pushes everything else away because it's so dense and so complicated. And you need to focus so much. You need to read the same line five times and try to figure out what does that even oh, oh right. Oh, oh, I, I see. And so it, it just my mind just was free after that. It's just oh, fine. I just I made it through a whole page. Mm. I can do anything now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it, I think the principle—the principle—is good, whether it's Ulysses or whether it's something else. The yeah, uh, whatever we fill our minds with, we become, you know, we become consumed at some point with, and so be careful about what you fill your mind with, and and if yeah. it's a in relearning or unlearning some habits that keep us trapped in some of these feedback loops of anxiety and and fear. Um, we need to we need to not allow that space to be open because because we know the path the fear and the anxiety comes back in much quicker because we know what it's like that's the norm right once yeah. once we break that habit we need to fill that space with something else that keeps our minds in a better flow uh and then i think invite yeah. people around us to assist us with that process yeah and i think that's also you know to, you don't really break habits you replace them. Right. I think, you know, that's, uh, you don't, um, you don't stop eating, uh, unhealthy foods and replace it with something that you hate. You know, that doesn't work. You need to replace the unhealthy things that are bad for you with something that you actually like. And, um, I think that people are, we're all much more malleable than we think we are. Mm. And that's something that's been dawning on me lately. Because because when I stopped drinking, that's something that I didn't really think I would be able to do easily. I think, I, like subconsciously, I think I, I always just accepted that, no, yes, I drink. I even, I have, uh, uh, I own part of a, a brewing company. And I've been a home, I've been a home brewer for years and years. Um, and so that was kind of like an excuse of, I can't, I, 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 that's a part of my job. And, you know, so, uh, like excuses like that. And then I found it was much easier than I thought it would be just because my mindset changed like that. And I think we need to be critical of, I think just critical thinking is such a key thing in everything. Uh, and we, we shouldn't take anything at face value. We should always examine it critically and think well is it really and you know uh, and and can we even believe ourselves yeah uh and we need to just examine everything and and you know and if if you think no that that, that can, i can't do that then it's 90% of in 90% of cases you probably can uh and if you really want to do it then you can of course then this starts getting in the way you're you 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 get in your own way yeah. and i think the hardest thing the hardest thing to do 
is to uh, be able to call your own bullshit. Right. Pardon my language. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. You are. Uh, okay. So good. Um, but um, you know, just to call you call your own bullshit because we lie to ourselves a lot, and uh, and you know, yeah. It's again, it always comes back to that to that feedback loop that we're all in. I mean, that's how a lot of bad things happen in like the world. Right you know we you see these uh, people that get caught up i've i've seen people in iceland as well get caught up in these conspiracy theories i've seen people ruin their lives by subscribing to weird conspiracy theories that don't make any sense at all but they've gotten caught in some weird feedback loop that they can't get out of right. and they've lost they've lost their families and their jobs because of the this stuff and without let's not get into the politics of that but uh when it comes to your you you get stuck in that loop with yourself as well and you tell yourself no this is who i am well you said this it earlier is... this idea of, of creation and creative energies and yeah i think we are masters at creating uh yeah. and and too often we create something that is not real it's just what we created uh, and it's yeah. not what we had to create. It's just what we decided to create. It's just it is just this thing, this whole world of whether it's a world of fear, a world of anxiety, world of of hate, a world of love, a world like create what you want to create. And that's into your point of we need to be very careful about what we take into our bodies. Just like you you talk about, you know, eating eating better, drinking better. You know, tr your body is designed, your physical body is designed to work on certain certain things right? Certain yeah. nutrients, our minds are designed to work on certain nutrients as well, certain thought patterns. And we need to be very critical and careful about what we accept and what we reject. Because when it starts to come in, over time, we become what we consume. And when we look yeah. back, we go, damn it, I'm 20 pounds heavier than I was. Well, I'm I'm more anxious than I used to be, or I'm more fearful yeah. than I used to be, or I feel like the world is a worse place than it used to be. It's like, well, relax for just a moment. Did you, what yeah. what part of that were you just responsible for creating? And and it is your own viewpoint and we all when we know, like you say, we know certain people we look at and you're like, "Oh my god, like I don't even know what planet you're on." You know, you're so far off from where yeah. you used to be or where you were or and and it's um and yet we're always we are always offered at any point in time the the chance to uh, to reset and recreate and choose a new habit and reject yeah. the other ones that we you know as meaningful as they were to us you know a couple years ago or ten years ago or twenty years ago or four years ago we can change today exactly and. Uh... One of the things that I struggled with uh, is social media. I, it, mm. It's, I mean, it's a big for a lot of us, uh, probably for most of us. Social media is great, but it's also terrible. Yeah, you know, and and uh, I think most of us spend more time on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or whatever than we probably mm. would like to. It's it's addictive, and uh, you know, it's a kind of again. I mean, that's an artificial feedback loop. Uh, that you sort of get stuck in, and uh, I was I, I got really sort of fed up. I just, uh, but but I can't. Really, one of the things that was sort of in my head was well well, I use Facebook. I mean that's it's like a tool 
for my work. I mean, that's without without uh, Facebook, I can't. I mean, Facebook is the number one platform in Iceland and everybody's on mm-hmm. Facebook, uh, especially my demographic. I mean, you know, teenagers aren't on Facebook, but I'm not playing for th- teenagers. Uh, so it, it's kind of hard when, and I mean, my marketing is Facebook ads and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I need to kind of be on there. Uh, so I can't quit Facebook, but I really needed to cut down on it. So, uh, so one of the things I'd say, all right, so how can I break this habit? Because I found myself, you know, picking up my phone and opening Facebook and spending 10 minutes and then realizing what the hell am I doing? I'm supposed to be taking care of stuff. So what I did, I just deleted the app from my phone. I said, well, I, I'll, I'll look at it on my browser, on my computer. Mm-hmm. And, and, and uh, one thing I started doing that I actually need to get back to doing because I haven't been good enough about that lately but is to close the tab I'll, I'll look at facebook and then close the tab again and then i can open it up if i need to look at it again so it's not like oh i'm, I'm only going to spend two hours per day nothing like that it's just it's not on my phone so if i need something to do i, I find that instagram doesn't really hold me that much i'll go and look through instagram two minutes and i'm done mm. for the day but facebook hooks me so it's not on my phone if i need to something to do if i'm waiting somewhere and i've got nothing to do i'll open kindle and read something you know or i'll uh go look at some news although i try not to do too much of that because that's depressing um so just that little change is something that broke a nasty habit yeah um and uh uh you know and and to to your point about you know filling our heads with things in 2008, the whole banking system collapsed in Iceland. We had this huge financial crash. I mean, there was a crash all over the world, and it was especially bad here. Um, uh, but but we bounced back through tourism. But during that time, 2008, nine, I was like refreshing news media constantly, um, and uh, I got very angry and very depressed mm. until I just stopped doing it, and I had to just stay away from the news for a few months just to like realize that no that that's not the actual world that's just the news right and um i think it's so funny that the term fake news has gotten this like uh, uh it's been picked up by a certain section of uh, of the world <laughs> Uh, when I was when I was studying literature and uh, and and cultural studies, you know, in two thousand three or four, uh, I was I was actually studying fake news, mm-hmm. but in like how uh, capitalism and uh, you know right wing media actually manipulates the news, and so that in a sense all news is fake because well not not fake but not it's not real because it's always influenced by you know advertising and ownership and uh stuff like that and this is you know these are writings from the 80s this is not new right um and so now it's kind of like well i mean the old kind of fake news is actually completely real as opposed to uh you know what what the people screaming fake news are pushing as 
actual news, which is just fiction. But um, uh, uh, but you know, but news is that's a very small part of the world. It's just a, a piece of it, and it's well, and you know, <laughs> and uh, like we've been talking about, whatever you whatever you feed your mind continues to grow. Uh, yeah. and it's not, it's not any wonder. Uh, and so, um, I'm going to, we're, we're running up in the end of our time here. I'm going to throw your links back up here for your podcast yeah. and your music. This has been a fantastic conversation. Uh, and I, feel I like never we knew should, we were going to go there. I feel like any of should, those places, <laughs> I feel like we should have a follow-up on this whole, uh, artist and depression, anxiety, and how people yes. move through this point, because it's, it is a timely topic. It's an important topic. And too many people are getting lost in their feedback loops. Uh, and I know what it's like to live in a feedback loop um, yeah. and desperately try to escape. And and like you say, you know, days can go by and you sit there and go, I just hope something changes. <laughs> and it doesn't. Yes. Um, nope. It just becomes its own monster. Uh, and it's and and I think that a lot of high performing people um, with a lot of skills sometimes get lost in those those loops um and you just never know i think it. especially so, those yeah yeah all right well this is this is amazing i'm so glad to know you uh oh yeah from a distance likewise but we yeah. will um we, we're gonna have follow-up chat on this to all of our viewers and listeners avender is my new friend uh from iceland uh getting to enjoy the northern lights which almost they teased us they said they were gonna maybe be seen in the northern, like mid part of Wisconsin earlier this year, it didn't happen because it was, uh, it was overcast. But uh, yeah. maybe someday I'll get to see him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you will. All right. Well, thanks for joining me, uh, viewers, listeners. Thanks for joining us. This has been another episode of Coffee with Humans, and we'll chat with you next time. One of the things I love about Coffee with Humans are the raw conversations I get to have, meeting new people just like you. If you or someone you know should be on Coffee with Humans, go to coffeewithhumans.com. Remember, the only rule is no sales calls. This has been Coffee with Humans. Subscribe to get updates or click to have coffee with me, coffeewithhumans.com.